Bulletcast for life. Get up, get up! This is a revolution! This is our time to rise! Look deep within your mind, look deep into the hate in my eyes! We are the elite, and you are the weak! No matter how hard I fall, I'll get back upon my face! Red alert, this is gonna What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is I, the microphone messiah, the current reigning defending Bulletcast podcast champion. Haven't been champion in like two years. What the hell? I noticed that. Like, this is not right. So finally, the title is back where it belongs. Back with daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm joined by the current bullet cast in the bank, Brandon Tanguma. Just the two of us. Episode 350. 350 consecutive weeks that we've been on our A game. On our ish. Yeah. And about 340. No, no, they all count. They all count. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear if they all count. They all count. Every single one of them. That's why I muted your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, talk to them. Okay, I guess I'll talk to the people. 350. Excited. Another milestone. It's almost been like, you know, a year since we've done another one of these milestones. Crazy. Uh, But approaching almost seven years now at this point. Like, still here. Still just the two of us. Shout out Katie. She'll be hopefully she'll be back here next week. Um, you know, the other people. I don't think that's gonna happen. But uh yeah, you know, it's been fun. Every hit me up. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Every Wednesday, Thursdays, Fridays, um, you know, obviously Saturday, Sundays doing pay-per-view recaps. W- when did we uh when we were in Chabot, what days were we doing? We were doing those Fridays, right? We were doing those Fridays, yeah, in the Chabot television station. Uh shout out to Sujoy, man. Uh good guy, man. Uh it costs money to rent that spot and uh we got to use it for free. So that uh, that's what's up. That is what's up. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, another anniversary. Uh, it's we've been on iHeartRadio for five years now. That's awesome. So if you uh listen to us on there, we're uh, we're we're happy to be there. Yes, sir. Let's talk about SmackDown. SmackDown was action packed. John Cena opens it up. The season premiere. The head of the tables music hits. He comes back. Tells John to leave. John says, you know, I'll acknowledge you. You have an incredible feat. I haven't earned it, but I know somebody who has L.A. Knight. Yeah, he comes out there, introduces himself. Uh, Jimmy shows up. And uh, nonetheless, Roman uh, gets acquainted with L.A. Knight. What were your thoughts of the opening segment of SmackDown? Um, You know, it's it's more John Cena being John Cena. Um, you know, the L.A. Knight uh, Roman back and forth. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. You know, fresh match matchup for Roman. Uh, if you've been on Twitter, you've you know seen the visual. It's been memed of, uh, you know, L.A. Knight and his reflection of his glasses with Roman in those. And I thought that was a pretty cool shot. Roman, you know, kind of taken L.A. Knight kind of seriously. But, you know, with the, the face off with Cody later on in the night, which I thought was just absolutely fantastic. Just a great moment. And yeah. you know, just te- it teases you. You know they're going to give it to you, but you know they're not going to give it to you right now. And I thought that was just such a great part. Best part of SmackDown, in my opinion, was just that that stare down. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, man, I mean, it's evident Roman does not watch the show when he's not there. He's like, who is this guy? What, what, that's that's why everyone was complaining. Like, why is... Why is Paul Heyman, you know, talking to Roman about the match, the tag team match a couple weeks ago on Fastlane? Like, obviously, he ain't watching it. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, do you notice Heyman looks so refreshed? His hair is back to black. He's shaven. He I told you better. that's going to happen. His skin is cleared up. When Roman Reigns is around, Paul Heyman looks his best. It is a it is a different relationship than Heyman has had with other other guys than he had with Brock, than he had with Punk. You know, uh, I think I, I heard Sam Roberts say this. How those guys were Paul Heyman guys, but Paul Heyman is a Roman Reigns guy. Yes, as the years have gone by, whether you can say it's age or just you know Paul Heyman, rect- you know realizing what Roman is, he's definitely more 
you know, in duty to Roman Reigns than being the guiding force behind, you know, like, as you said, Brock and Punk to a lesser extent. They're almost like equals, but uh, yeah. Yeah. John Cena in the background of this segment, just I, I hated it. He was just so goofy and doing like over the top, like, oh, my God, looking around and like making his little cartoony gestures, which is just cool. kind of epitomized what John Cena has been in this last run. Well, Peter Rosenberg thinks he should have came back and been Hollywood Cena, which I mean, I will take anything compared to what John Cena is doing. I mean, doing this right is now. John. This is John Cena now. We have to accept that. I mean, what this was was John Cena. The he was the top guy for ten plus years. He acknowledged the current top guy that is Roman Reigns and gave another nod and acknowledgement to a guy who could be a future real top guy in L.A. Knight. And he was just in the background. It was very interesting. I will be nice to Cena. I did like the line of him saying, you know, I would love to challenge you or whatever, but he hasn't earned it, which is true. John Cena has not earned a title shot, which is something I think other companies should, you know, take a look at it. Maybe we could, you know, title shot should be important to not just giving out willy nilly, especially if there's like a thousand titles everywhere. Did you notice how during this segment, Solo just stayed looking at John Cena? Solo's know wants a piece of John Cena. He wants to beat up John Cena. The way Umaga used to beat up John Cena. And if you're looking for someone for Cena to lose to on the way out, I think Solo is the perfect candidate. <laughs> it hasn't exactly worked out thus far for Austin Theory, but I think if Cena were to do it to Solo, it's not going to like make him, but it definitely will um, help him. Cena in- needs a he needs another victory. We can squeeze in another match, a televised match and victory before then. I think that'd be nice. Um, yeah, another thing. You talk about face to faces. Charlotte Flair and, and, and Jade Cark. Oh. Oh my God. Yeah. This this, this these past few like days on their programming, they have teased so many future matchups. Loved. Like no, like this is going to happen at some point in time. Could happen at, at WrestleMania 40, could happen later down the line. But that's going to happen. Oh yeah. You know, at first I I kind of liked it of oh my god, you know, she's in the same room as Charlotte. But then, you know, they've gone back to it a little bit. Like not only they did something very similar on Raw, but then you know, they have her on NXT all the time and they're just, you know, planting these seeds of her. And I'm like, okay, like it's okay, it's fine, but I think I would almost rather just in the same amount of time of like 15 to 30 seconds, just have like a nice little Jade Cargill introduction package or just like, you know, getting to know her and just, you know, calling people out or, you know, having her work out and cut a small promo instead of, you know, just kind of doing almost the same thing every single, I'm pretty much every single WWE show at this point. She's everywhere. I mean, it's, it's to entice you like, okay, this match is, is going to happen in the future. I mean, Really? And also, I don't think they're going to do those matches. I don't think they're going to do Charlotte or Becky right off the bat. So you're kind of no. showing something no, that people no, you're just, want, you're but just, then you're not going to give it to them. Well, Roman Roman and Cody faced off, and we're not going to get that right off the bat. But you kind of know where they're going with that. You kind of know, like... The Rock showed up. We, th- we thought it was going to be The Rock, like a month ago. Well, that's just wishful thinking. You know? Hell, people are telling me... It, it, it's going to be Randy Orton because because apparently he's coming back as Survivor Series. That's what the internet says. I, I just think like these this week with what they've done with her is fine, but I just they're they're you know walking a fine line of like okay, let's just get on with the Jade. We understand you're this you know this big star and you're like looking at everyone, but if you're going to be on television, could we like actually have you do something? Is kind of my point. She is doing something. She's having face to faces with the stars of the division. But she's not saying a word. She's just looking at them. That's all she less is best. That's all she needs to do. That's literally okay. it. That's is she going to have a new catchphrase? Because I don't think she can say cut the shit on WWE television. Oh, who, I mean, are we going to get the old like Adam Cole MJF thing where they she says cut the sh-, and it's like, oh, she was going to say a bad word, but she, she did not She can just say cut the ish. That, that's all that needs to happen. Uh, there's a new general manager of SmackDown. Triple H returned. He said, you know, Adam Pierce will be the raw general manager. He's 
He's been a WWE official, and the new general manager of SmackDown is none other than former NWA champion Nick Aldis. There's been the meme, uh, you have to be a former NWA champion to be a uh, general manager in WWE, but, you know, Cody was the NXT general manager last week. He was a former NWA champion. Uh, we obviously know about Adam Pearce, and then Nick Aldis had an incredible run as NWA champion twice. Kurt Angle? Well, oh, so that, so that one, it's TNA world champions. Angle, Foley, Nick Aldis. Yes. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, Nick Aldis, he's there uh, as a SmackDown GM. And yeah, man, I mean, after, you know, Cody and Jay defended the tag titles. In, the, in 2023, did you ever think you would see Cody Rhodes face off with Roman Reigns with Nick Aldis right in the middle? No, I mean, Nick Aldis as a general manager, I think is... It's a, it's definitely a move. Um, I, he's only like thirty six at this point, so he's younger or the same age as a lot of people they have on television, which is, you know, interesting. Of maybe they only see him as a general manager talking right. point because you know he's a good promo. I think I had this wrestling is okay. I, no, wrestling is very good. I had this conversation with uh, Baby Huey and Alfred from Pro Wrestling Bits. I saw them Friday night. Uh, it's just for him. I think it's just for him to get his foot in the door. Just kind of get his foot in the door, and then hopefully maybe something down the line. I mean, I hope they acknowledge, you know, if they, if he and Cody are ever on screen again together, I hope they acknowledge their history and whatnot. But let's talk about that face-off, man. I mean, it was just – it was so simple. It was enticing, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, it makes you want it again. It really makes you want Cody to truly finish his story. It, I mean, oh, my God. I can't. That's going to be fantastic. Whenever they do battle again, it's going to be fantastic. We found out who replaces uh, Jay Uso, who gets go- traded over to SmackDown. It's Kevin Owens. A lot of people thought it was going to be Cody Rhodes. Uh-uh. That's not the case. Yeah. I mean, I think Kevin Owens is a, an adequate addition. If you're not going to do Cody, I think you probably had to send over a main event level babyface. And Kevin Owens... You know, he was just kind of doing his thing with Sammy, but... Yeah, I mean, if they're not going to be the tag champions, it doesn't make sense for them to be a team. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is he's been... He's done feuds with Roman so much, and it is kind of the bloodline show over there, so I just don't know what he does on SmackDown, because... Put him with Austin Theory, put him with Grayson Waller, have him be a foil for, you know, Lashley's group when the LWO is done with him, you know? Yeah, but... Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Lashley and crew attacked Carlito, you know, so Carlito didn't get a match on SmackDown. He got attacked. Uh, so they're clearly heels, which is good. Uh, hopefully something comes of this. Hope so. Uh, you know, I don't know what their idea is with Carlito because, you know, Nostalgia Act looks the part. Physically, I think he had decent matches. But you're not going to, like, push him to the moon by any sense. As I talked about on Fastlane, kind of w- wondering why they had Carlito beat Montez Ford. You know, I know Dawkins is kind of the fall guy for the Street Profits at this point, but maybe at the end of the day, I think Carlito is going to lose this feud to put over Lashley's new group. So we'll just have to wait and see on that front. We'll have to wait and see. SmackDown ended with uh, LA Knight getting the dub over Solo Sokoa and Roman spearing LA Knight, letting him know, like, this is his show. So looks like we are moving towards LA Knight. Yeah. And uh, Roman Reigns is in Saudi Arabia. Outside of the ring, the Black Wrestler 500 came out. Uh, this is the list that they do, you know, because there's a PWI, but this is obviously specific, specifically for black wrestlers. So I would name uh, some of the re- wrestlers on here. Uh, some some homies are, are on this list. Number one, Brian Keith, 19, Powerhouse Hobbs, 20, Alex Kane, 21, Lee Morarty, uh, 22, Trisha Dora, 24, Trinity, 27, Calvin Tankman, 29, Jordan Oliver, uh, 42, Jay Malachi, Robert Martyr, 45, Shug D, 46, AJ Gray, 49, Alpha Zoe, 50, Serza, 138, Midas Creed, 139, Papa Jose, 232, and uh, Dala, the former top Dala, 352. Congrats to everyone everyone that made the list, but uh, seeing, seeing, seeing the homies like Zoe, uh, Serza, and uh, Midas, that uh, that warmed my heart to see, to see them on this uh, on this list. And uh, shout out Brian Keith, man. He's been doing the damn thing. I'm happy he got to be number one. Shout out to the Underground King. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, I mean, as I've said, you know, I have my qualms with the actual PWI 500, but, you know, the black uh, power, you know, whatever, black wrestler 500, I think it's... The, the black whatever? Wow. Sorry, I forgot what the exact terminology was. Wow. I was also, uh, I had to check my jury duty thing because I'm doing jury duty this week, but I haven't done jury duty, so I completely forgot until right now, so... Wow. But, you know, shout out those people, you know, shout out Zoe, shout out Serza, you know, fantastic match at uh, Collectible Stampede last week as... I know everybody out there saw and watched that match because we told you to last week. Of course, of course, of course. Zoe got a big win over Speedball Mike Bailey at uh, West Coast Five, so he's doing the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, the PWI Women's uh, 250 came out. Number one, Rhea Ripley. Two, Gillia. Three, Bianca Belair. Four, Jamie Hayter. Five, uh, Tam Nakono. Uh, six, Athena. Seven, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Eight, Willow Nightingale. Nine, Camille. Ten, Jordan Grace. Okay, the time period goes from mommy's always on top October 1st of the previous year to September 15th of the current one. Oh, wow! So, congrats! Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, not really. Uh, just another list. Rhea Ripley being on as number one makes absolute sense. She's been on fire the last year, and I, I know they kind of like to switch things up have different number ones every single year, but I would not be shocked if she is number one again next year. That's a possibility. Uh, Mercedes Monet tells fans to stop reading fiction or tells a fan to stop reading fiction. She was at the New York City Comic Con. Uh, a fan video. video Dressed up as Jesse. Yes. Respectfully. Yes. Shout out. Um, a fan videotaped her and asked her, you know, why she left WWE because of the booking or she, you left because of the booking. That's what he read online. And she laughed and told him to stop reading fiction. This is what I've been talking about, guys. You're going to get the reaction that this guy got. Laughed in the face. Stop. Stop with it. Please. I hope this is a lesson to all of you. Stop. I mean, they, they caught this on video. I mean, I think this was definitely done for clout or, you know, to try to get a reaction no, no, from I her. Mean, don't, don't, defend, don't defend it. No, I'm not, def- I'm not defending it. I'm just saying they look like even bigger clowns because I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to get a, a rise out of her. And try to get whether she was going to say yes or no. They were just doing this to get clicks and to, you know, get a viral video on Twitter. I mean, sure, it was done. But the point, don't believe everything you read on the Internet. Don't believe everything you read on the Internet. Let it happen in front of your eyes and then believe it. That's what I've been saying for months. Hell, it's actually what I've been saying since like the inception of the show. But here we are. Here we are. Nobody ever wants to. Nobody ever wants to believe me. Yeah. Um, speaking of getting clicks, Tony Khan. So what's up with this man on Twitter, man? Bald ass- assholes saying that, you know, they actually won the war because John Cena and the Undertaker were for the first time in their careers on a show that did less than a million viewers. Yeah, just not a good look for Tony. Not a good week for Tony, both on and off Twitter. Um, you know. There was like a some screenshots of him DMing a fan because they were voicing their displeasure over the Juice Robinson quarters angle. And, you know, he called out, you know, WWE for tampering, because you know, during a time where his mother was sick. And like I, I and I, I know Philip is going to like this, but allegedly people are saying backstage like Tony, get off of Twitter, put the phone down. You don't want to be doing this type of stuff now. If Vince McMahon, if Twitter was a thing in 1984 in however old Vince McMahon was at that time, I don't know how he would have reacted, but I don't think he would have been doing this. But I think that's also just a thing of Tony being a Internet wrestling person pretty much his entire career. I mean, you know, I heard Sam Roberts say this and he's like, this is this is like the first time it's been done with a Twitter account because you go back to Eric Bischoff, you know. When people would jump from WCW to WWE, there'd be a video package of said person getting beat up, <laughs> um, while, while you know while they made the jump, and then you know he used to reveal their results and everything. And Eric Bischoff did a lot to be disruptive, uh, obviously because they were in an actual real ratings war to where you know the company would be gone if if the ratings didn't pull through like that, but uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess there were match graphics. Like, so if you go to his Twitter account, you'll see his random tweets. You'll see this match is happening. So maybe maybe it was a strategic move by uh, Mr. Khan, but 
if it was not and he was just doing this to do this, why are you doing that, bro? Just worry about your own product. I mean, as someone who's like, I'm on the internet a lot, but I'm not like posting a lot. I just don't understand what is the mindset behind someone who is a multimillionaire. His family's like a billionaire. He has all these different jobs and all these different things he's doing, and yet he's going you know after behind the mindset. Yeah, that. Okay. Uh, apparently, NWA got a TV deal with the CW. That's uh that's that that's something that's that's something to celebrate. This is some actual good news. Um, yeah, apparently there were uh, two deals stricken. Uh, one for obviously for the in ring uh product, and then another one to be a sort of reality series, uh, behind the scenes of the NWA. So. You know, uh, I believe they said there was uh, some more stuff to iron out, but, you know, uh, hey, if this is true. Congratulations to uh, Billy Corgan. Uh, happy for him. Uh, happy for the NWA. Happy for all the talent over there. Hopefully they can get some uh, some real uh, time to shine. Yeah, good for them. You know, another wrestling company getting a television spot. Um, I don't know how much this is going to affect kind of the buzz around NWA, but Bottom line, bottom dollar, it'll help them out. Yep, yep, yep. Impact uh, Bound for Glory sells out. They sold out their building. Congratulations to them. It's nice to see other companies doing very well. Um, Impact's been killing it lately, man. You know, shout out to them. I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the exact number is in terms of the building size, but... Um, they yeah, run Impact's... a smaller building, so they're able to do this. Exactly. I mean, yeah. We're seeing with Collision and some AW stuff, maybe you should. And ECW did this back in the day of like, there's a fine line of do you stay in the quote unquote bingle halls or do you move up to those like minor league hockey arenas to where you might not be able to sell out, but you'll probably make some more money. And I think Impact is kind of doing the right thing of, I think just visually, it's always better to kind of be a little more cautious and run that smaller venue than to kind of go the extra 5,000 seats, but only sell like a thousand more tickets. Yeah, I mean, Impact, no, they're hot, man. They're, they're getting real hot right now. I love it. Who attacked Trick? Um, Cody Rhodes, last thing is the general manager of NXT, made it a fatal four-way for an opportunity at the NXT title. It was supposed to be uh, Trick Williams, uh, Braun Breaker, Baron Corbin, and Carmelo Hayes. Somebody attacked Trick Williams, so he was not in it, and then, uh, boom, Carmelo Hayes. Well, it's convenient that Carmelo Hayes uh, won the match. You know they're they're playing up a possible breakup between them. I don't know how quickly they want to do it if they want to make it culminate at the next takeover or at sorry they don't do takeovers anymore. The next PLE or the next you know at the WrestleMania one. But um, you know maybe it's a swerve, bro, and then eventually they get to Carmelo Hayes or it's like the Rikishi thing where you know it was somebody else, but then Carmelo paid off this person to beat up Trick. He did it. He did it for the Rock. He did it for Demello. Oh, I did it for Demello. Yeah. Um. Chris Hero is making his in-ring return uh, next month. West Coast Whiplash. Uh, what the uh, Irish Cultural Center in San Francisco. He's going to take on Timothy Thatcher. That is going to be something. Timothy Thatcher, you know, decimated my homie JT Thorne and then just went on a rampage. And uh, here we are. Yeah, you know, Chris Hero, independent legend, and he's been doing some things over West Coast, and uh, nice to see he's back uh, in ring. Maybe I uh, come out of retirement and, and go watch this show. Oh, really? Maybe. We'll see. Oh, 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 oh really? You're, you're going you're gonna to go Maybe watch- I'll also stop by and watch an Oasis show one of these days, too. I would hope so. Um... One of these days. Whenever uh, that, that one kid wrestles. Doncho something. Who? Something, something. I, I forget what the kid's name is. What, what's his name? We need to know his name before. You, uh, you know, the, the the guy, he just goes by a lot of different names. I think it's like Sancho Demora or something. Oh, Sancho Demira. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yes. Is, is that a cat in the background there? With... Probably. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up, Bailey. You named your cat Bailey. Uh, well. It was supposed to be like it was obvious. Well, so kayfabe, we 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 adopted or I guess just got these two cats, and I got them for my like aunts, and they said like, oh, they have nipples, so they're girls. Well, turns out uh, guy cats have nipples too, but so originally his name was Bailey, 
And they were like, ah, oh, you know, Bailey can be a guy's name too. So there you go. I once I once knew a man named Bailey. Or a boy, because we were both children. We were middle school. Yes. Uh moving on. Suge Dunkerton, the former remember Pineapple Pete? Pineapple Pete. Yes. Uh he defeated Trisha Dore to become the uh new uh Pan African World Diaspora champion, ending Trisha Dore's 1338 long day reign as champion. Congrats to Suge, man. What a what a big accomplishment. He, um, the Black Wrestlers 500 and defeating Trisha Dora for this prestigious championship. You love to see it. You, you absolutely love to see it. Uh, moving on from that, let's hit the fan mail. Got a lot of fan mail here, man. Got a lot of fan mail. Also some fan mail from last week that was not untouched. So here we go. Um, Mr. X, the Hall of Famer. Welcome back, Mr. X. Hello again. First of all, I want to apologize for being absent uh, the last few weeks. Not... uh. Hall of Fame material from me. It's okay. Well, Jay joined the main roster. Will she be joining NXT? We kind of really already talked about that. Speaking of... Uh, well, NXT- I mean, she did show up at the very end of NXT. We didn't talk yeah, about that. It's pointing, pointing, at her, uh, pointing at her wrist. And, uh, yeah. and People are like, oh, she, is that clobbering time? We'll see. Speaking of NXT, with this past Tuesday's star-studded episode be enough to get more eyes on the product, or did people only tune in to see uh, said stars? Well, NXT did a big number the week before this, so I mean, I I think I think uh, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I mean, I've t- I've talked about how NXT has kind of relied a lot on the main roster stars, and it helps them in the ratings and like puts up good numbers. And they're trying to get a television deal right now, so that's probably why they're doing it. But I do, I guess, not worry because I really don't care. But I just feel as though if and when they get away from that, the you'll see the numbers reflect that of like people are, are looking at just for the main roster people. We should. This is a bloodline thing. We've uh, kind of already talked about. Oh, uh, well, MJF finally lose the dynamite uh, diamond ring. This is this week's. This is uh he sent this about an hour ago. Uh, I suppose he will. What can we expect from Danhausen and his Halloween three uh, inspired vignettes when he returns? Will he be wrestling more? And could we see him go after a title? Danhausen, front of the show. End of the show. Get well soon. Yes. Uh, what kind of acceptance speech can we expect from Tony Storm when she wins an Academy Award for her brilliant performance in these movies? A very dramatic. Well, one. I wish they didn't put these movies, you know, in side by side with commercials, because I know they're they're silent movies, but I would like to at least hear the music and, you know, get the ambiance. Yes. I guess they also post them on Twitter and YouTube, but I'm not going to go out my way and do that. If you scroll upon it, you scroll upon it. If the algorithm algorithms, then I'll watch it. What is your algorithm algorithm or algorithm? Yeah. Well, you know, there's different types of algorithms because I'm watching different things on different sites. What are you watching? Uh well, it depends. You know, name a name a website. <clears throat> Not those types of websites. I mean, we don't we don't go on those types of websites. What's, what's on here. your Twitter, bro? What's what's on the Twitter? Well, you know, a lot of sports stuff, a lot of sports news, and then because it's Elon's thing, they just post like. Those random ass accounts that have, I'm not like deep, deep in it where it's like a lot of gruesome stuff, but there's just like fight videos and, you know, things that unfortunately, like every once in a while I do click on, which I know I should not do because that just makes it more. But it's like, oh, you know, I'll look at this one thing. And then next thing I have that same account all on my for you page for the next week. Oh, really? Yep. You know, some wrestling stuff. A lot of, I try to have some news on there, but this day and age, you know. This 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 day and age, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, Monday Night Raw, the Judgment Day win back the tag titles. Uh, looks like Jay and Cody are going to retain. Jimmy so comes out of nowhere, costs his brother and Cody the tag championships. Just another lovely finish to uh, switch up the, the championships. And I'm not a big fan of the, the short title reigns, but maybe they, they have some sort of story in this. I mean... The Judgment Day thing, I will say, is maybe getting a little bit long the tooth at this point. I'm hoping maybe they do some sort of culmination at summer or at Survivor Series. But, um, you know, we're kind of back to where we started like a month ago. And even at that point, it was already kind of getting a little little repetitive. What? Just the Judgment Day stuff of, you know, there's some little bit of disagreements here and there. But now they do have kind of the added dynamic of Rhea Ripley is firmly the the leader of uh judgment day at this point and she's 
doing something with Drew McIntyre. I don't know what they're cooking up, but they're cooking up something. Mm, we shall see. Drew and Seth had a great promo together. Uh, you know, Drew talked about how he carried this company on his back during a pandemic. Uh, and he said, Seth, you're going to, uh, we're going to see if you can reinvent yourself for like the 54th time after I beat you. I was like, it's good. And then Seth tells him to stop, you know, crying about the bloodline. And, you know, Drew gave a, he gave a very adamant statement, you know, he, he's not going to, you know, when he, when he got back to it, when it was finally his time, he, the bloodline cost him again. Yeah. I mean, Oh God, I'm, I'm, I try to blow my background. It's a terrible idea. Why? I don't know, because now I'm like, okay, I was frozen on my side for a little bit, but we're fine. We're back. I, anyway, I saw. There you are. We're back. All right. So anyways, really been enjoying the Drew McIntyre stuff. I think he's been a good, aggressive kind of tweener at this point before he ultimately does turn, which you kind of see coming. But I think in the meantime, it's been entertaining. I do wonder when he turns full-blown heel, if it's on Seth, how the crowd will react as I've said, you know, those kind of cheer for the heel fans have kind of gone away in WWE at this point, but I'm not the biggest fan of Seth. And when, if it were to be like, you know, between Drew and his current iteration against Seth right now, I obviously, I would cheer for Drew because I'm just, you know, a dirty little mark like that. Um, I mean, I, I feel it, man. I mean, you know, the rumors are like Drew McIntyre is going to leave and he should leave. I mean, WWE said, you know, we'll give you a great storyline. We dare you. I mean, the story is not over, you know, but we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. And I, I'm liking it, man. It's a slow burn, and you know, he's 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 just gonna kick Seth's head off. He just needs to be one Claymore, boom, right to the dome, and he should walk out of Saudi Arabia, the world heavyweight champion. I mean, I'm all for that. I don't know if it's going to be like a turn in the match or if it's, you know, lead into it or after the fact. But if Drew is here for the long haul, I would not be opposed to him being the world champion. Now you have the fact of you have a heel world champion, heel WWE Universal, whatever Roman's official title is, got a heel. He is the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. Sorry, the uwu. How can I forget? Don't ever, don't ever, don't disrespect that man like that. It's the uwu. Don't ever, don't disrespect him in that championship. How dare you? Oh yeah. Also going back to the John Cena thing, he he said, so I forget how he exactly worded it, but he said like, you've had a great title reign. It's the greatest title reign ever, but like, it's not just in terms of like numbers speak. I don't know what Cena was going at on that one, but he tried, I guess. Shout out John Cena. Do you even know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. I'm just trying to remember how he worded it. Remember Roman just saying, like, you started calling yourself the GOAT. Uh Uh-uh. I'm the GOAT. Yeah, I remember that part. Anyway, back to the uh, Monday Night Raw of it all. Uh, Becky meets Jade. like that. Yeah, as I said earlier, pretty identical to what they did with Charlotte. Um did something different on NXT, so maybe they're showing their hand that she's going to be in NXT for at least a cup of coffee, and then goes to the main roster. Maybe she makes a, you know, she has a feud in NXT for a little bit, and then she debuts the Royal Rumble or something and wins or whatever the case may be. Possibly Gunther retains her kind of title in a thriller with uh with Bronson Reed. Yeah, another really good match from Gunther. We've seen this now twice already of just like little mini feud matches that end the same with Gunther winning, but it was entertaining while it lasted. Yes, it was. Nakamura wins false count anywhere throughout a GTS. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, Ricochet out here doing much more independent, you know, indie ricochet stuff than what we've kind of seen in the in the past, kind of a little more high flying stuff. I don't know if that's you know, Triple H signing off on things Vince would have vetoed or, you know, Ricochet was feeling a little, little froggy that day. But uh, I thought this was a really good match. I probably would say better than the two Seth Rollins matches Nakamura had. It's a possibility. That's a possibility to say yes, 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 AEW Dynamite. Tell us, tell us. Yep. Uh, so they kicked it off with Jay White defeating Penta. 
once again, just kind of getting Jay White to win. I love Penta. I think he could be so much more than just kind of being a jobber to the stars and singles matches. And why isn't he? I, You're telling me, brother. I don't hey, know. Come on. Look at other treating Jade and Cody. Come on, Penta. Come on, bro. Come on. You know no, you no. want to. I mean, George Kittle, best friends with Penta, and George Kittle doesn't show up on AEW, which boggles my mind. I don't understand. I have no idea why George Kittle was not at Revolution in San Francisco, but what do I know? Because he goes to the superior product. Eh, Well, he was at uh, San Jose's Raw a couple weeks ago, so. So was I. There you go. Um, Yeah, then that leads to, you know, promo with Jay and Bang Bang Gang or whatever. MGF cuts another promo backstage. Uh, We didn't really talk about it last week the quarter stuff, but uh, they seem to have been moved past that to where uh, Juice Robinson has gone more after the ring instead of that. So I think they've seen either the errors of their ways or just the blowback from fans. It was like, okay, yeah, maybe we should have done that, but looks as though they're uh, going a different direction there. Uh, um, Adam Copeland sits down with Renee Paquette and she kind of talks about just kind of like, oh, why are you here and how's everything going? And he kind of just light, laid out the life story of uh, him and Christian, kind of how he was the more motive. I don't I mean, I, I think the way he said it was good, but it almost kind of made him seem like he's responsible for Christian's entire career, which. A little heelish, I will say. Also, go back to collision, the little spat him and Ricky Starks had back and forth. Not a great look on on either side because I would just, I would Call assume Dwayne the the Rock, mm. yeah, and and Ricky Starks calling basically you know all the old WWE guys in the ring you know Wild Hogs which if you don't know Wild Hogs is like a late two thousands movie with like a bunch of old actors like having with a midlife Martin crisis. Lawrence, Tim Allen, uh, God, who else was in Wild? Hogs? Were you a Wild Hogs fan? Did you enjoy the movie? I mean, I don't know if I'd say I'd enjoy the movie, but as someone whose father is a Harley Davidson person, I, I did watch the movie. Okay, so you 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 had a John Travolta was in there. That's another one. You had a you had a relation to the movie. Yes. So I mean, I was I don't know how I don't know how many people when he said Wild Hogs, like knew what he was talking about, but I instantly knew what he was talking about. Wild Hogs. The movie came out two thousand seven. It's uh William H Macy. Who that's a what did he play in? Did I see that? Did I see that movie like in a drive drive in? Yeah, he was he was in Fargo, Shameless. I might have Jurassic Park three. OK, yeah. So, yeah, William H. Macy. John I'm just going to randomly text my brother and see if he cooperates the story. Martin Lawrence and Tim Allen. Yeah. OK, there you go. Yeah, that's that's who was in this. Uh, Marissa Tomei was in this movie. Wow. I might have to give this. A, are they, apparently, there was supposed to be a second one and they just decided not to make it. Damn, I hate to see it. That's uh that's 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 terrible. That is terrible. All right, uh moving on from that, uh keep it going with the Adam Copeland of it all. Yeah, I mean he he also said like he wasn't gonna fight Christian, which I think is good. Um I, I do not need to see an edge Christian feud for a long period of time let alone, you know, a one-off on a dynamite or at full gear. So they might come back around to it, but uh, hopeful also edge, like said, I don't know what's even though he said in his opening promo, he wants to prove himself against wrestlers. He's never wrestled before, but then Renee asked him this week, why are you here? And then he said, I don't know. So he just like completely contradicted what he said when he first came to AEW, but Whatever. Um, we had a Wardlow squash uh, kills poor old uh, Ryan Nemeth real quick. And uh, Tony Schiavone tries to get a talk with him. And he asks him. you notice the MJF on his tape? Uh, well, they uh, Tony Schiavone asked what's next or why? What are you doing? What's whatever Wardlow? And then Wardlow just put his hand up or put his you know wrist up and show the MJF on his tape. Now, uh, this, sh- this is something that interests me. Babyface MJF versus heel Wardlow. I mean, the story that can be told, you know, on Wardlow's biggest day, MJF made it about him and threatened a no show. And you play up all that stuff right after the Jay White thing. This, this is how, yes, yes. The dynamite after you have Wardlow just attack, attack MJF. 
And then what, what, what do they do? The winter is coming. That's their big dynamite at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. T- Tony Khan, please. I'm going to need you to do this. I know he's a, not, I know he's a baby face now, but hasn't really brought up the bid in war of 2024. And we're like two months away from that or three and months away Wardlow from that. beats him and he leaves. I do think the dynamic of Wardlow and MJF is interesting now that it's switched. Um, I don't know what you do with Wardlow because like if he loses again, like he's kind of just lost all of his major feuds at this point. I mean, he did beat MJF, I guess, at double or nothing last year. But since then, it hasn't been great sledding, which I did predict MJF or Wardlow without MJF was not going to be great. And uh, but yeah, but the big thing is which kind of solidified his heel turn, which people kind of suggested he shoulder checks. Tony Schiavone and Tony Schiavone takes a kind of a bump and he goes down, which is something they seldomly use. I forget who it was that attacked uh, Schiavone the first time, but uh, it gets over big when they do it. And if and when they're going to really like go after Schiavone to like really put over like a dastardly heel, it is going to give them uh, honestly the Don Callis family. Like I know they have so much heat at this point, but if they like were to just beat up and bloody Tony Schiavone, like mega Dominic level heat for them. Speaking of the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys, the Don Callis family, they cut a promo. Well, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. How are they? Uh, let's see. What do they do? Yeah. Oh, you know, don't Philip. Don't get me started. They beat, the, they beat, they Dallas. beat the chargers on Monday night football. They beat the beat the bolts. Yep. Yeah, the uh, bolts my, my, weren't up. Just Justin what? Herbert. is my fan. Justin okay. Herbert's my fantasy quarterback. I know no one cares about my fantasy team, but I just need a couple points from him on that last drive. And what does he do? Sack interception. I lose to my rival. Oh, Earth, the Niners break. lost to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, shout out the Browns. Now, I don't watch football, and I know that's bad. <laughs> well, you know, Browns got arguably the best defense in football. They did lose to, like, their third-string quarterback. But, uh, you know, not the best look at CMC. And Debo went down, but. Debo went down? Debo Samuels? So they're playing on they're playing on Monday. Okay. So both those guys are questionable. So we don't know what's going on yet. But you know, this is the most out. sports we probably ever talked on this podcast. Yes, well, if you want to hear more sports, listen to Kerbals and Cherry Shots every Friday. Yeah, I'll be there too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Philip Phillips gonna we're gonna break down the intricacies of week seven, and he's gonna break down the ALCS and NLDS. Philip, who do you got to win in the World Series? I mean, isn't it obvious? Yeah. I mean uh-huh. There's only four teams that there's only four teams to choose from, so I mean it should be kind of obvious. I mean, I I I you know I I want Toronto. That's just okay. me. I want the Blue Jays. That's just me. I mean, I would love the Blue Jays to win the World Series, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. That's it's unfortunate. So so who, who who are you going for? Uh, I'm probably going for the Phillies. The Phillies. Uh, you know, I got the Phillies and the Rangers in the World Series this year. Okay. My, both of my predictions are looking pretty good at this point. Uh, Phillies up 2-0. I picked them to go in five so they can nope. lose one in Arizona. Okay. What about the other teams? Who, who else then, the, then the Rangers and uh, Rangers and Astros. Astros just beat Ast- the Rangers. Houston Astros. You know, Houston Astros just beat the Rangers today, so they get it up to 2-1. Must be must, much no, needed. No ways, win. huh? Uh, yeah, we don't talk about them. <laughs> and anyways, Don, the Don Callis family, which we were here to talk about originally, they come out, they cut a promo. Uh, Will Hobbs, shout out uh, Super Bowl 8, 1998 at the Cow Palace. He talked about he was he was there front row with his grandma, Big Mama. And she bought him tickets to the front row. And Chris Jericho, that's the only thing he wanted to see was to meet Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho said, sit down, kid, and told his mo- grandma to shut up or something like that. So this is why Powerhouse Hobbs is harbor this these feelings for chris jericho all these years now i've looked on twitter people may have you know watched the match back with him and hoovy hair versus mask and uh they did not see a young will hobbs in the front row but uh you know don't get the truth in the way of a good story look i love hobbs you you know our relationship You, you you know he's been on the show Jericho's my friend. I don't like to see my friends fight. I'm torn. I'm torn, man. I don't know what to do. A tough one. What should I do? I I mean, I thought the the promo from Hobbs itself was probably on the better side of what he's done. Not exactly high praise, you know, or high benchmark for him to clear, but I thought it was just like a simple story. And 
he was at Super Bowl, so there is like a little bit of truth to that. So I think that does kind of help him with you know telling it's, a story and telling and look, his promos. Look, man, a a heel when they're telling a story, there has to be a little bit of truth in there. He was in the building. Exactly. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all, that's you, all need. you need. But uh, that leads into Omega and Kyle Fletcher having a match, and you know, really good match as you'd expect from those two. Omega gets the win. Uh, so continuing that feud with the Callis family, uh, then. Honestly, probably like the biggest announcement or the biggest thing that happened on this show. Uh, Sting just gets introduced by Tony Schiavone. He gets the the ring and kind of cuts an awkward Sting promo from, you know, what you would expect of him just kind of meandering a little bit. And uh, he hints at it and he finally just comes out and says it. Uh, Revolution 2024 will be Sting's last match. No chicanery, no angle. Now, there was an angle later on where he comes to help Darby Allen, but in this segment... Just he drops the mic, says he's retiring and at Revolution 2024, 20, and that's it. So, yeah, you know, shout out Sting, legendary career, doing great stuff at you know the very end of his career. Love Sting, uh, you, you you will love that he name dropped Hulk Hogan and did get a boo from a majority I, of the I, crowd. I saw, I saw, I saw, I was like, yes. <laughs> he said Hogan's name. And then they go right to a black guy in the front row with a Burberry scarf booing. I'm like, all right, I'll give you that one. Tony. And I think Sting must have expected that because he did have kind of a nice little comeback. He, He's like, all I was, right, no, you know, I hear you. I get it. I get it. But, you know, he did teach me a lot of things and I learned a lot from him. So I was like, all right, Sting, I, I see what you did there. Yeah, this is learning on the fly, baby. Oh, uh, look, man, when Sting debuted, I popped. I was like, oh, shh. Nooker doodle sting, yeah, but uh, I did kind of get annoyed with the it's sting for like a, a month later without really doing anything, just yeah. But you know, revolution, I'm excited, you know, uh, yeah, well, we'll see, we'll, we'll see who his last match is. Darby Allen, huh? Uh-huh. That's kind of what came to mind. I don't know what he wants to do if he just wants to have a singles match or a tag team match, but it, it if it do a singles match. I mean, if it's just if it's just Darby and Sting, you know, friend versus friend, you know, mentor mentee, and you know, Darby gets the win. I I think that's perfect. I don't think you need need to do anything special with uh, with Sting. He's a legend. You don't have to do anything special with him. Okay, that was not worded properly. You don't need to, you know, a bunch of bells and whistles with Sting. You don't need to like, I don't I don't even know what you would do at this point with with Sting because he's kind of in that elk to where no one really of his era is wrestling at this point and so i mean unless you like have a big old ceremony of people from his era come out and I mean, do that type of stuff 2022 was a weird time you had sting vince mcmahon steve austin and rick flair all had matches that year rick flair is the last person from revolution evolution to have match yes yes yeah see there now you're bringing the stats that's why you're here man. there you go there you go. Uh, what else? Uh, finally, they uh, had the Dynamite Battle Royal. Um, you know, just 12 guys. Really, Juice Robinson was the only guy you thought was going to have a chance to win because they've just built. He's the only one that's really been built and it has a ready-made story with uh, MJF. MJF was on commentary. Juice does get the win. So next week, we will get Juice Robinson versus MJF for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. And MJF has won the last five, right? Or the last, yes. Yeah. So, or last four technically, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. So four. He's he's going for the fifth one. Um, going for the five, Pete, baby. Um, yeah, you know, Juice has talked about how he just wants to get it and then pawn it off or melt it or whatever he's going to do with it. And you know, now with MJF being a babyface, getting the ring off of him would be a good move. And if they just get away with it altogether, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. Because at this point, four years in, and it's only been MJF with that thing. It's kind of run its course, and I don't think there's like really much to it. Any gravitas to it outside of MJF using it as a weapon. So what's the what? What is it? What, what was the point of the ring again? I don't even know. Like, was the original point to like you watch the product? Well, I'm trying to think. Because it wasn't like a. Like a title shot or anything. It was just like, right? Wasn't I think it? it was just, it was like similar to like the Cody Rhodes, like 
just like world title ring thing. It's like it's just a it signifies just well, no, so the, the Cody ring was you no, know, so we didn't have to carry the belt around all the time, and you would kiss the ring, and that way you would honor him, hence the ring of honor. Uh, that's it was like his acknowledge me before Roman started saying acknowledge me. Which I would love for Cody. I need Cody to be a heel in WWE as a world champion and bring back the kiss the ring. I think that'd be hilarious. Well, no. you know, okay. I mean, Cody, fine, Cody forget a, my ideas and fine, fine. Yeah. No, I'm just saying Cody, Cody as a heel, if they're, I am not opposed to that. Now, I don't think that's going to happen for a while, but I think there will be some legs to Cody as a heel in WWE, whenever that may happen. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, is that all? Are we good? Is, is that everything? Yeah, you know, skipped over some things. We got some more stupid uh, advocacy nonsense with Roger Strong. But he, finally, but he finally left Roger Strong, so I guess that he's finally having his ankle surgery. Also, like they hint or kind of allude to the uh, the attack from those masked men with the devil mask. Like two weeks ago? Like three weeks ago, I think. I don't care anymore now. Yeah, like it just happened, and they kind of make veiled references to it, but it's like... Okay, I just at this point I just kind of expect it to be Adam Cole and the Kingdom, and it's just gonna like just happen one week, and it's gonna be like, oh, remember this happened, and it was me, Austin, it was me all along, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Mm, so that's what I'm kind of expecting at this point. Really, let's see. All right, well that's gonna do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this weekend, what did I do? I was at Knox Pro in Bakersfield, so uh, so uh. Black Pearl chopped it up with him. Saw their team and how they work. You know, uh, great stuff. Congrats to uh, congrats to Jay Rod. She won one of their championships. And then went over to Circle Six West Hollywood Sunday. Saw the Odyssey of Death go up against Black Death. Uh, Journey Fatu versus uh, AJ Gray. Good stuff. Met the legendary Masato Tanaka. Chopped it up with Gangrel real quick. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. Had a great weekend. Uh, there's wrestling going on in the Bay this weekend. I believe what East Bay Pro has a show. I don't know. Next Level has a show out in sack so if you're in the, those areas go uh go check them out um episode 350 thank you guys so much man um i say this every like anniversary uh of the podcast and every time we hit a milestone like this but it's true when i started this i did not believe that we would hit uh 350 episodes hell, i didn't even think i'd hit 10 but here we are never missed a week i take a lot of pride in that i think i think sam robertson and us are the only podcast to never miss a week you know so that uh that means something, you know, and, and he's been doing this what a few years longer than we have. So we're catching up. We're, we're almost up there, man. Uh, thank you guys so much. Seriously. Next week, we're back with another one. Um, back like we never left, man, because we haven't left. We, we're never going to. Um, I've I've done this podcast at coaching wrestling tournaments, done this podcast recovering from ankle surgery, sick, uh, messed up uh, off a of, off of night, off a of night, you know being out with the boys and all that other stuff, but, you know, cause I take pride in this and I love this, you know, this is a, this is something truly special to me, man. Um, thank you all. Got a, got an interview scheduled next week. Got to make sure that's still uh, confirmed and whatnot, but yeah, going to get some more interviews out here before, uh, before the year is up. Thank you all so much. Brandon, any last words? Nah, I just love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully 350 more. Be safe and stay down. This is our time to rise Look deep within your mind Look deep into the hate in my eyes We are the elite And you are the weak No matter how hard I fall I'll get back up on my face Red alert, this is gonna hurt When your face is in the dirt You'll know your death is what I seek We are the elite And you are the weak This has been the broadcast. Thank you for listening